Christopher Walken. For frick's sake, it's Christoph Waltz, you idiot. It's not freaking Christopher Walken. Idiot. Okay, we talked about this part, and then this part. Make my point about... Oh, this? Is it? Oh, shoot, this is a recording. This is your Lone Podcast on Lone Angler. Come back at you with Taco Monday. How is everyone doing? And welcome back to the podcast. As I'm sure you could guess from that intro, we are doing James Bond, the new 007 movie. Title, No Time to Die. Yes, we finally got the trailer. And what I'm going to do for our first segment is talk about my reaction and my review and a little bit of a critique of the James Bond trailer. Now, I want to give you a quick overview. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty good, but I do have some pros and cons about it. I'm going to give a quick gist about the movie, and this is basically what this film is going to be about. Basically, a scientist was kidnapped, and James Bond has to go save him. And also, he has to find this mysterious villain that has a superpower weapon. And basically, James Bond is coming out of retirement. So yeah, that's interesting. And uh, the actors and actresses that I'm going to be focusing on this film, I would mention everybody. But, you know, in my review, I'm more than likely only going to mention these people. So, people like Ralph Fiennes, who uh, plays James Bond's boss... And that guy Q and etc etc etc. Not gonna focus on. But I'm only going to focus on four people that I think I should talk about. One, Daniel Craig, James Bond. Two, Rami Malek. Three, Lashana Lynch. And four, Christoph Waltz. Why? Because I like Christoph Waltz. <laughs> but anyways, now I'm going to give you this. There has been controversy with this film ever since it was announced many 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 months ago almost a year ago there was a rumor that there was going to be a James Bond female a female James Bond basically everybody James Bond fans super fans small time fans was not happy with it I'm going to give you a quick thing I'm not exactly 100% of a James Bond fan, but I used to watch the James Bond movies when I was a kid, like 14, right? I watched almost all the Sean Connery movies and some of the Roger Moore, 
but basically I kind of stopped watching James Bond movies I don't know around 15 you know what I'm saying like kind of lost my interest in it so you could say that I am a James Bond fan or at least I still have a soft place in my heart for James Bond movies but you know like I'm still kind of neutral right now also another disclaimer I'm not a neutral when it comes to the controversy about the female James Bond. I do have some opinions about it, but we'll get to that later, okay? I'm going to give you that. Now, I'm going to talk about a few things about the first trailer reaction and talk about what I thought about it and if it looks good or not. I watched the first trailer a couple of days ago. Which, uh, yes, I've been doing a lot of research on this film because I watched the trailer like 12 times and I've been doing hours of research. So yes, I picked this movie with fine tweezers. Let me tell you that, folks. But I'm going to talk about my first reaction. When I watched it, one thing that I liked was the starting of it, the scenery. I liked how the car chase scene where James Bond and what we believe is his lover or his wife is being chased by bad guys with some machine guns, blasting at them, etc. And basically, they're in the car fighting, and she's like, you know that I would never hold secrets from you. And he says something like, we all have our secrets, but we didn't get to yours yet. So they're kind of insinuating that she double-crossed him or screwed him over somehow. I do like that quite a bit. I do think that is interesting, right? They're doing something a little bit different. James Bond is married, I believe. So that's interesting. Not 100% sure if he's married or not. This is just the teaser trailer, so you don't know too much, right? I like how I think Ralph Fiennes' character, 007's boss, right? I like it how he's talking about the world has basically uh, gone to the crapper ever since James Bond left. The world's inventing new deadly weapons rapidly and they won James Bond back right so if I'm not mistaken the agency sends Lashana Lynch's character which is possibly a replacement of James Bond's character she is a double O agent don't know her number but you know she is a double O agent and she comes looking for James Bond if I'm not mistaken and basically when her and Daniel Craig meet up She's basically like, don't get in the way, old man. Otherwise, I'll shoot you in the leg. The one that still works. That's what she says. Says something like that. I'm paraphrasing a lot, but it's something like that. And I'm like, mm, which? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know who you talking to? We move on with the trailer. We see, you know, oh, there's some super weapons being stolen. And... We kind of get introduced from other characters, you know, James Bond's getting back into business. Something happens in the trailer where he gets captured by Rami Malek's character, which is basically the foreign phantom of the opera version of a bad guy. I find his character really interesting. I'm like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? Some kind of phantom of the opera gone rogue, you know what I'm saying? Phantom of the opera guy with an AK. Looks really cool. But yes, uh, we kind of move on to other things like some action scenes, you know, like him getting in car chases, him riding a motorcycle, flying in the air with the motorcycle, people getting shot. We see some chicks doing some kung fu-ish, you know what I'm saying? All kinds of stuff that you would see in a James Bond trailer, right? I'll tell you this to kind of finish this up real quick. Out of all of it, 
I really like. But there's some points that I have, some pros and cons with it, that I have to discuss, or at least I feel like discussing. I really liked the trailer. I really did. It kind of got my heart pumping a little bit. But there were some things that I did not like, and some things that I did like. Now, some of the pros that I have is, one, Christoph Waltz and Rami Malek. They're both great actors, so that's awesome. Two, the scenery. You see James Bond kind of going all over the world. You see him in all these different environments. I like that. You're getting some variety. You're getting some art with this movie. Where you're going place to place in this teaser alone. So who knows where he goes to in the movie itself. I really like that. Three, the bad guy choice. I like Rami Malek's look. This Phantom of the Opera guy with an AK. I think it's very interesting. And I think it kind of gives something new to the James Bond franchise. Just a little bit new. You know what I'm saying? Four, I like the gun choice. Like, some of the gun scenes was awesome. Uh, I don't know the specific name of James Bond's vehicle, but he has many guns, like, hidden behind the headlights of, <laughs> of the car. And literally, he does this 360 spin and shoots all these bad guys in the middle of this, like, market or something. It's crazy. It's cool. I love it. Fifth reason, which I kind of already mentioned it. I don't care. Robin Malek's Phantom of the Opera get up. I like it, man. I really do. I think it's freaking cool. You know, sixth reason, I like the wife thing going on with James Bond and her. And I like how, oh, she probably double-crossed him. I really like that. I like it a lot. I find it very interesting and different. You know what I'm saying? Different from the usual pace of a general James Bond movie. You know what I'm saying? And the seventh reason, action scenes. I really liked a lot of the action scenes. Definitely, they didn't hold Daniel Craig back from doing some cool-ish in this movie. In the trailer, at least. Even though they're introducing new characters like Lashana Lynch and stuff. Like, you still saw James Bond kicking some high end. You know what I'm saying? You saw Lashana kick a little bit of high end. But you saw James Bond kick a lot of high end. You know what I'm saying? I like it like it and eight really they put the trailer together well and it looks like there's some good lines there's some people saying some good lines you know Christoph Waltz his lines in that one scene where he kind of meets up with James Bond again he's handcuffed and put in a cage and Christoph says some things like oh we meet again Mr. Bond and stuff like that in Austrian or whatever he is I think the actor is Austrian so yeah I'm correct <laughs> Anyways, I like it. I like it. But yes, and this is kind of a... I'm talking about my first viewing. So, the list will kind of probably change of my pros and cons. Uh, there's, there's... There's some cons. Like, I had to add some more just because... I had to add some more cons just because I didn't want to look bad or anything. But, uh, yeah, basically, as I said before... I do have some opinions about this movie, even though I'm neutral. So, yes. <laughs> we'll talk about it, folks. Alright, calm down, folks. Calm down, ladies and gents. But yes, um, all in all, the movie looks good, but it doesn't look like the greatest action scenes in a trailer I've ever seen. 
Uh, and you know, one thing, the car chase scenes weren't too impressive. Like, yeah, dude, the car with the miniguns, him spinning around and shooting everybody, that was cool. But, you know, when it comes to other things, it kind of reminds me of movies that I've seen before. Like, kind of him and his car driving down, like, a street, driving down alleys and stuff. I'm, like, thinking to myself, where have I seen this? Where have I seen this? Oh, yeah, every single movie. <laughs> every single movie. But you can't blame me. It just kind of reminded me of Jason Bourne too much, and I'm like, hmm. I wish there could be some crazier stuff, right? Of course, uh, in one of the scenes, he uses some kind of grenade launcher or something, and blows a car and makes it flip and do all kinds of crazy stuff in like this cold Icelandic place. I don't know where he's at, but that was kind of cool. But uh, yeah, like, a little bit more. I'm not saying James Bond should be fast and furious. But, you know, like, they was really playing the car chase scenes in the trailer. And I'm like, it needs to be a little bit better. But that's just a mild critique. Um, we're going to talk about this. Second con is, at least from my first reaction. Now, the couple of more times I watched the trailer, my opinions have changed a little bit. But, when I first saw it, I really felt like Bond was being kind of dissed by Lashana Lynch's character and not in a funny way or an amusing way I just felt like okay when we're introduced to Lashana Lynch's character she says lines like the world has moved on Bond he asks her you know something like are you double O and she says been here for two years she's basically like if you get in my way I'll shoot you in the leg the one that still works she said something like that, and I'm like, mm, is this some girl power-ish? <laughs> is this some blatantly obvious girl power-ish? All right, folks, hold on, ladies, hold on, hold on, hold on. Calm down, calm down. Let's talk about this. Now, of course, as I'm sure you have noticed, in 2019, things have gotten a little bit crazy when it comes to politics. You know what I'm saying? Things have gotten a little bit crazy. People on the left have gone crazy. People on the right have gone pretty crazy. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going, I'm trying not to get into politics, but yeah, it's kind of been a crazy year. And for some reason, at least to me, and of course, I know a lot of people that agrees with me, a lot of people, Hollywood's kind of became politically biased, right? And they feel like that they have to do things, right? And pressure other movies and people to do things, right? That they think is right. Which I'm not saying they're wrong. But they put too much politics in movies. In my personal opinion, movies should be escapism. Movies should help a person forget about the outside world. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying... Hollywood should have their head buried in the ground of some political issues or topics or anything. But I'm just saying, they've gotten way too freaking political. To the extreme. And, of course, as I told you, the controversy with a female James Bond, a lot of people got mad over the news. And I mean a lot of people. <laughs> I'll tell you that, a lot. The way they presented Lashana Lynch's character, which, there's nothing wrong with Lashana Lynch. I've never really 100% seen her work. So, you know, I don't hate her or anything. 
You know, she's an actress. She's doing her job. She's getting a paycheck. But I'm kind of thinking that they are playing on politics with her character. And I do think that she is being used, her character. I do kind of think that she is mainly being used as an object instead of good writing. With her character, she was both bland and aggressive from what I saw in the trailer, right? Like, I kind of feel like I don't 100% think that the people of, I'm not saying MGM didn't want her character in it, but I'm just saying kind of had her as a filler in for politics. I think that basically they're wanting to push a female James Bond thing all because of woke culture. And uh, let's, let's be a little bit truthful, folks. You and I, all right? Together, okay? We're going to be truthful. Let's talk about James Bond. James Bond's past. Not exactly the PCest guy you've ever seen. Let's be honest, okay? <laughs> Let's be honest. He's a gigolo that happens to know how to use a gun. Let's be truthful, folks, okay? James Bond's character is kind of a womanizer, okay? Let's be honest. I kind of feel like that MGM is still wanting to make money off of the James Bond franchise. But they're also wanting to have it survive in the PC woke Hollywood culture we have today. That's why I feel like they are presenting her character. And to be honest, I really feel like she's a political tool or some type of card. They're just wanting to make it PC woke so they can do their James Bond movies. And if you don't believe me, I have a question for you, okay? How come we haven't had a James Bond movie in a long time? The last one was in 2015. Okay, 2016, 2017, 2018. Why has it taken so long to produce another James Bond movie? Okay, and why have they been so slow with it also? I'm gonna be honest with you. Me Too movement. MGM has been scared to death because James Bond is a womanizer and in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019 when you have the Me Too movement and woke culture building up a lot of steam basically didn't want to become crucified <laughs> in this day of era and uh, yeah a womanizer mixed with Me Too movement isn't a good combo <laughs> but yes to be honest MGM's been scared to do another James Bond movie. And they've been like, how can we make more money? We need to make more money, but we don't want to be crucified by SJWs. Okay, how can we make some money, man? Hey, we could do a fake male James Bond. That will work. So that's why I feel like Lashana Lynch's character is being used as a tool of some sort, right? I have nothing against Lashana Lynch, but I think they're wanting to make more money and they're trying to go the woke route. Now, to be honest, I don't think it's a good idea because realistically, SJW has already hate James Bond. And two, you're alienating James Bond fans as well with her character. I think if this would if her character is written well, this film will work. Now, in my opinion, what they should have done with the trailer is present the character in a more positive way and 
not make it seem like she's taking over. They may be doing a female James Bond movie in the future. They may not be. I don't know. But basically, they shouldn't have presented her in that cocky, wanker attitude. Like, don't get in my way, old man, or I'll shoot you in the leg. The one that still works. That line just ticked me off the first time I saw it. I'm gonna be real. I'm not one to rant, but I'm like, yeah, this is kind of, this kind of dissing my homeboy here. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna tell you this. After a couple of more times I've watched this trailer and rewatched and rewatched, her character doesn't seem bad. But that one line she has, when somebody sees the trailer the first time that it's a James Bond fan, they're gonna be a little bit upset with it. Especially if they heard about the controversy or was a part of the controversy in whenever it was like spring 2019. You understand me? You get me? They're going to see this and they're going to be like, first thing pops in their head, they're going to think feminazi James Bond placement. You know what I'm saying? To end it all, I actually really liked this trailer. I actually enjoyed the scenes in it. I think it's really good. And you know, like, after 12 freaking times I watched the trailer, I look at Lashana Lynch's character and I'm like, she's not bad. You know, like, I don't think of her in a negative way so much. But I think when it comes to the first-time reaction, a lot of people that's worried about the James Bond replacement are going to see it, and they're going to be negative about it. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be negative about it. This movie has to be 10 out of 10 in order to survive in theaters. Because I'm going to be honest, if it's not, after that trailer representation... It's going to crash and burn, I'm afraid, in theaters. I could be wrong now, but I don't think so. Okay, it's like, for example, the Hellboy trailer, right? The one with, ah, oh, shoot, what's his last name? But that David guy, right? Uh, the guy from Stranger Things. I'm a fan of Hellboy movies, right? And I watched the movie, and I actually enjoyed it. Um, there was some, you know, some writing flaws, some direction flaws with the film. But all in all, it was a C-plus to me. You know what I'm saying? I actually liked that Hellboy movie. But I'm sure if some of y'all remember how basically the first trailer reaction, the first trailer was just horrible and completely stupid looking. You know what I'm saying? It was completely stupid. So basically, everybody that saw the first trailer already made up their mind that this movie's going to suck and I ain't going to watch it. You know what I'm saying? So... At least in my opinion, the trailer is what killed the Hellboy movie. That's my opinion. Now, like I said, it had flaws. It had direction flaws and writing flaws. But I thought David... <sighs> Shoot, what's his name? I thought David Harbour, that's it. David Harbour did good. And I thought some of the characters and some, some of the writing was good. You know, some of it, the re rest of it was kind of mediocre but passable but I thought David Harbour did a really good Hellboy you know I've read the comics I thought he did a good Hellboy okay let me just say that but unlike me even though I saw the first trailer and I thought it was going to do bad but then I saw the other trailers and I was convinced to watch it but you know unlike me everyone else was like this movie's gonna suck which it didn't suck I thought it was pretty good but it did bad that's what I'm thinking 
with this James Bond movie. Maybe Lashana Lynch, his character, is not a political statement. Maybe she actually has some good writing in it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they do some kind of James Bond buddy cop thing, you know what I mean, where her and him work together good. You know what I'm saying? They give us something different and interesting. Maybe they do something cool like that, and maybe her character is actually good. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'll watch the movie or not. <laughs> well, it depends. If I get a lot of views, a lot of listeners for this podcast, I'll probably definitely watch it. You know what I'm saying? The way that that little tidbit from my first reaction when I saw it, I'm like, mmm, I don't know. I don't know. You feel me? But yes. I think, all in all, I think it's going to be a good movie. I think it's going to be a really good movie. But I think the first trailer, and possibly if they actually are using Lashana Lynch's character as a woke tool, I think it's going to do bad. When people see that, when James Bond fans see that, and they're like, oh, she's going to replace James Bond, they're not going to watch it. They're not going to give it support. Anyways, overall opinion of this trailer, I think it'll do good. I'm afraid that after the controversy in spring of 2019, I think, and basically Lashana Lynch's portrayal in this trailer, I think it's going to kill it. I'm afraid it's going to kill it, and basically like Hellboy, that one trailer is going to kill it completely. All right, folks, we'll be right back, and we're going to go ahead and move on to the second segment. And I'm going to take a short break. We'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. All right, we are back. How is everyone doing? And thanks for staying tuned. All right. I thought of one real quickly on the spot, and I figured, you know what, I should talk about it. What I've thought about is, um, something that, I don't know, ever since November, everyone has been talking about. And you know what I'm talking about, gents. If you don't, you must be stupid. Everyone on this planet has been talking about the Mandalorian. Everyone, your grandma, your grandpa, your sisters, your cousins, everyone on this planet has been talking about the Mandalorian. And I kind of wanted to talk about the Mandalorian a little bit, which, by the way, I'm probably a horrible person, but I haven't gotten to watching it yet. I have a Disney Plus account, but I just haven't gotten to it. I don't know why. Am I stupid or something? I don't know. But yes. I'm going to talk about The Mandalorian, and not only that, I'm going to talk about something that no one has even talked about. You know what that is? The Rise of Skywalker. No one's talked about it. Everybody forgot about it. And when is it coming out? Let's see, um, okay, did, did they have a trailer? Was, or was it a teaser? Wait, they, they, they did something. Oh, was it? Oh yeah, they had a trailer in, when is it coming out? Oh yeah, it's coming out this month. Just in a, <laughs> just in a week or two or less. It's coming out, and who has talked about it? Nobody. You 
want to know why? Because all the movies, ever since The Last Jedi, at least in my opinion, The Force Awakens, everybody hates the new movies. You know, maybe you have a few little kids like, Ooh, yay, I like the Star Wars movies. Maybe you have a few little kids, and maybe just a couple of stupid people. But all in all, if you are a Star Wars fan that has taste in good writing and quality, you know for a fact that you hate the Star Wars movies, the new ones. You know why exactly you hate them, okay? So, nobody's talked about The Rise of Skywalker. Why? I wonder why. It's very interesting. Like, The Rise of Skywalker's coming out, and then The Mandalorian just came out. And everybody is talking about The Mandalorian. You wanna know why, folks? I'm gonna give you a little something. I figured this would be interesting to tell you. Now, I kind of have a list. I did a little bit of research. You know what I'm saying? Right before I record it, I did a little bit of research. All right, folks? And uh, this is my research. Now, it might not be a little bit too fair, but this is a Star Wars trailer versus the Mandalorian trailer. Now, both did not release at the same time, but both of them is the, the trailers that did the best, right? So, the best Star Wars trailer versus the Mandalorian, the best Mandalorian trailer. Okay? And I'm going to give you this, folks. For the Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker, the total views it got was 33.8 million views. Okay? That is 33 million. Okay? But, the like to dislike ratio, kind of a ratio, it got 563,000 likes. And the dislikes, it got 102,000 dislikes. Okay? But then we have The Mandalorian. Their trailer got 20.7 million views. Okay? And the like to dislike ratio, 433 thousand likes and how many dislikes folks only 20,000 just 20,000 now do you have to be a math whiz to figure out the ratio of likes to dislikes compared to each other okay Star Wars trailer one-fifth of the people hate Star Wars this new Star Wars trailer <laughs> and the Mandalorian it's a sliver. It's probably just a couple of haters. You know what I'm saying? Hating the success for the Mandalorian. But that's about it. A little sliver, folks. A little. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I got bored and I did like a little doodle thing. I have like this kind of uh, ratio thing like a pie chart. And uh, looking at it real quick. Star Wars, the amount of dislikes, it is a huge slice of pie that has been taken out of the pie pan a huge slice and then the mandalorian it's like a little sliver it's a little sliver all right it is a little sliver you know what i'm saying and i'll tell you why everybody hates the new star wars besides the horrible writing and killing off unnecessary characters it is because jj abrams sucks and everybody that is involved with the Star Wars movies 
completely rejected the books, the comics, the video games, all of the lore outside of the six separate films. They rejected all of them except the six films. And The Mandalorian. I forgot the guy who's directing it, but basically, everybody that's working on The Mandalorian actually likes Star Wars and is actually respectful to the lore, especially to The Mandalorians. Which, by the way, I haven't watched The Mandalorian yet. Yes, I probably need to be drug out in the street and shot, but one day I'll get to it. But you get what I'm saying. Everybody is talking about The Mandalorian, and everybody has also forgotten Star Wars. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe, oh, I'm not sure, but I believe some reviewers actually got an early access to the movie. Kind of got like a sneak peek to it, I don't know. But uh, yeah, the reviews for it is no bueno. So, yes, I guess the conclusion to the saga of Star Wars is going to be a major crash and burn. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a major burn. It's going to crash and burn. It's going to crash and burn like the Hindenburg Zeppelin. I'm going to be honest, folks, because nobody's going to see it. I would get on a rant of everything that is wrong with this new Star Wars movies. I would. But, you know, some of that stuff involves politics. And, uh, yeah, after the first segment, I got enough politics for today. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know me, I don't like talking about politics. But these days, it's just all there is. Okay, something is screwing over a movie, and nine times out of ten, it's dumb politics. Not gonna get into it, folks. I'm not. I refuse. But anyways, I suggest, ladies and gentlemen, save your money. Enjoy your holidays by watching The Mandalorian, because it's good. Okay? <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but from all my friends, what I heard, it's really good. I will definitely watch it. Alright, ladies and gents, we'll be right back. And the third segment, I'm kind of going to have a positive message thing and talking about a very interesting segment that I learned about and a very interesting person that I also learned about. Alright, folks, we'll be right back and see you later and stay tuned. We are back. How's everyone doing? Now, what we're going to talk about right now for our last segment is a certain topic that I found quite intriguing and a certain person that I find quite intriguing. Also inspirational, if I have to be honest. Quite inspirational. What we are going to talk about today is a condition that is known as caudal regression syndrome or also known as sacral agenesis. Now, the person that we are going to talk about a little bit today, um, he has this condition, and his name is Rowdy Burton, 
If you recognize his name, he has been on several things like BBC, he's been on uh, the YouTube channel Special Books for Special Kids, and you know, he's been interviewed quite a bit, and he also has a YouTube channel which is actually really good. Free shout out to him, Rowdy Burton, that is his YouTube name, that is also his name, if I didn't mention already. He has very good and very cool videos. He's a chill guy. I gotta tell you that. He is a very chill, awesome person to watch. Alright, so yeah, free shout out. He's a cool guy. But anyways, I'm going to talk a little bit about his condition. And I'm going to also explain what exactly is sacral genesis. Caudal regression syndrome, or sacral agenesis, is a rare birth defect. It is a congenital disorder in which the fetal development of the lower spine, the caudal partition of the spine, is abnormal. Basically, it occurs once per 25,000 live births, right? So it's very rare. When people get this condition, basically their legs don't work, right? It's kind of like um, it's not developing well, and their spine isn't developing well, so their legs are essentially useless. And a lot of people with... SA usually get their legs amputated by birth. So basically, they live their entire life without legs. But Rowdy Burton, even though he does not have legs, and other people that has sacral genesis, they basically learn to adapt and they learn how to walk on their hands and do everything on their hands alone. And it is a very intriguing. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing how the human body adapts to situations. It is very amazing and very interesting. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Rowdy Burton. But yes, Rowdy Burton, when he was born, he had this condition and his parents made the decision to amputate his legs. So throughout his entire life, he has learned how to walk on his hands, his hands alone. And when you watch his YouTube videos, which I suggest watch it, it is actually really cool. He does everything on his hands. He literally walks, he can run. He literally has a little mini kitchen that he built himself. Built himself, he has a microwave and stuff. He has a, a hot iron, a cooking pot, etc., etc., etc. He does everything for himself. Even though he has this condition, he can do everything and he can just about do anything you and I can do. And in some cases, he can do more because of his amazing talents. His entire life, okay, he was born without legs. And he adapts and he learns to walk on his hands. And that is, to me, an amazing and intriguing feat. How you can overcome something like that. If you or I lost our legs today we would not survive you know what I'm saying because we learned our entire life to walk with legs he learned his entire life to walk without legs it's just it's amazing it is very intriguing and it is just mind-boggling it is absolutely amazing that's all I have to say and yes if you watch his videos he is a very chill person. He doesn't think negative towards his condition. He's used to it. That is his life. And you know, when people comes up to him and they say things like, you know, I can't believe how positive you are, even though that you have this, that they would say disability. 
and he literally looks at them and he's just like it's not really a disability to me i've been like this my entire life i'm used to this this is my life and i love the way i am i'm unique that's what he says and i find that very intriguing he is very intriguing very cool person does everything for himself as a matter of fact he plays uh tennis right he plays tennis he plays all kinds of sports he can swim with just his hands yes that's right folks he can swim with just his hands he can just about do anything he drives a car etc 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 you name it he can do it he looks at his what some people would say a disability he looks at it as an ability he can do just about anything you or I can do, and in some cases, more. Very intriguing individual. I have to say that. I'm going to be honest. He's a very cool individual. The reason why I wanted to talk about him is to kind of have a, uh, if you will, a positive message, right? That I've kind of came up with. He is very positive about his condition. He challenges himself on a daily basis to do all the daily tasks. When he was a child, his parents got him to do chores. You know what I'm saying? They didn't treat him like he was disabled or unable to do things, right? They got him to do basic chores and they pushed him to strive to do better things. You know what I'm saying? And I'm kind of like this. This is my thought. If we all looked at things in life and I'm guilty of this if we tried to look at things in life in a more positive way we could accomplish more we all could accomplish more when he had this condition when he was born with it if he was like I couldn't do anything I can't do anything because I don't have legs and he just gives up and not strives to do better things strives to not live a normal life, strives to not accomplish tasks and etc. He wouldn't be a good, nice, humble, positive person that he is today. You know what I mean? He has a good life. He has, you know, he has a girlfriend, he has a car, he has a house in Colorado somewhere. Don't know the location. I wouldn't give it to you if I knew. Because <laughs> you guys would try to get an autograph from him. And you know, honestly, I would probably ask for an autograph because he is so cool. You know what I'm saying? He is a really interesting and awesome individual. If we all looked at all the negative things, situations, scenarios in our circle, in our life, if we all looked at it as a challenge and looked at it in a positive way, anything that holds us back, if we all looked at it in a positive way, like let's say work's getting hard, there's a chance that you might get laid off, or if you lost a job, or if school's rough on you, if school's tough on you, if college is tough on you, if relationships, if family matters, if general life is getting difficult. If we all looked at these, what we think are negative situations, if we looked at it in a positive way, we can accomplish so much. New Year's Eve is about to come up, folks. Strive to do that, okay? Make that your resolution. To look at things in a positive way 
and take all the negative things and look at it as challenges. Rowdy Burton, he looks at his condition, which some people would say a disability. He looks at it as an ability. He looks at it in a positive way because that was his life. That is his life. He lives a normal life like you and I, and he doesn't look at anything about him as negative. He looks at him as a unique person, and he is, honestly, a unique person. I don't even think, I can't even fathom what it would be like to have it, and if I could look at it, anything that we see as negative, we need to look at it in a positive way. Things in my life, I need to look at in a positive way, because I can be an extremely negative person. I'm guilty of it, folks. I'm very guilty of it. That should be my resolution, to look at everything in my life as positive, okay? Anyways, just wanted to talk about Rowdy Burton, because I feel like he is a person that should be talked about. I feel like he's a person that deserves to be talked about. He is a very inspirational individual. Awesome guy. Anyways, his YouTube channel is called Rowdy Burton. He has 80,000 subscribers. Help him get to 100K, folks. All right? Let's make that our other resolution. He deserves it because he has great content and he's a very awesome person. Very chill. I think, I believe, I've wrapped up another show. Hopefully this is a good episode. I hope you enjoy it. And also, ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. For this Christmas, we will be doing, we will be doing a Christmas holiday special podcast. And we will be having guests. Of course, the great and powerful Chungus shall return. And we will be talking about all kinds of holiday stuff. All kinds of intriguing things. All kinds of funny things. It's going to be fun, folks. Okay? And uh, not exactly sure on when the date will be. But it will either be before Christmas Eve. Or slightly after Christmas Eve. But anyways, folks. I hope you join me for the holidays. And I hope you all have a merry, merry Christmas. I'm out.